tell you something. You don't know shit, buddy. Yeah. You think we just work at a comic book store for our fun? Fatality. Breakfast, breakfast. Look at this. This one is our booty. You know something? You suck. All right, top eight fighting games of all time. I won the previous rock, paper, scissors, go. So I'm picking for a snake draft style. Top eight fighting games. My number one fighting game, Tekken 3. You got to play Tekken Ball. Harong came out before K-pop. That alone, Tekken 3, all-time favorite fighting game. You're up, Jim Bob Frog. Two Jim and Bob. three. <laughs> uh, top three, let's see. What can we do first? I'll go strong. I'll do Street Fighter 2. Oh. Original. Super Nintendo. You can mark me, uh, you know, at certain parts of town where I learn how to play. Every time I drive by, that's what I think about. Classic. Nostalgia. All right, number three. Number three, I'm going to go, again, classic, Super Smash Brothers Melee. GameCube. Ooh, you heard me. GameCube Fast does pace. not get enough credit. I think it gets just the amount of credit it deserves, oh, to be honest. Agree to disagree. One middle-aged man really enjoyed it. That's about all it gets. <laughs> we'll get into it eventually, but GameCube and me, we, we had some times. All right, number four, I am going to go with Injustice. Um, first really good superhero fighting game, and being such a comic book nerd, that was a big one for me. Moving on to my third pick, fifth overall... And I'm going to snake you a little bit on this one from our pre-production meeting. Mutant Academy. You bastard. The X-Men fighting on PS1. Classic. <laughs> I loved it. Gold. Gold. Never, wow. I could never get the finishers down. <laughs> well, you know, that uh, it doesn't leave you know too many quality picks left. You know, I got my number one down. So here's a, a close two. Um, you know, I got to say... What brought it back for me was uh, Mortal Kombat Deadly Alliance for the uh, what was the original game, Xbox. And, um, you know, like they revamped all the moves, all the graphics. They came hard with it. Uh, the, uh, you know, crypt unlock system was pretty cool. Uh, I played the living shit out of that game and may or may not have pleasured myself <laughs> a number of occasions. <laughs> oh, shit. All right. Number seven. Number seven would be my top pick, I assume. Um, I, I go with Soul Calibur, the whole suite. That's uh, my favorite game. Always has been, always will be. Was the, you know, first time I played it was a, a quarter at the local arcade. And I mastered Astaroth's moves and haven't stopped playing since. You'll catch me on a lot of uh, top ten score scoreboards with that game, you know. Classic. The uh, I, I never got too into Soul Calibur. I think it was like the whole weapons factor in a fighting game. Obviously, sure. it's not you know Mike Tyson's punch out. All right, final pick, top eight fighting games of all time, as said by the expert. The Frog Voice Podcast will be. This is the number one game of all time. It's the final pick, and I'm just talking a lot to kind of think of something. This is what you call filibustering and you went hard, man, and podcast. <laughs> hard off the bat. Uh, Fuck. It's okay. I'll take the I'll take Soul Calibur as the top. top no, game. I won't allow it. <laughs> yeah. Um, fuck. I'm not good at things because I want. I this was very ill prepared, so I am going to go with um. Fuck. Just Injustice Two. Uh, it was still that great. It kept getting better. They brought in the Ninja Turtles on a DLC, and that was a ton of fun because you essentially play all four at once. 
So, all right, that is our top eight. Stay tuned for the rest of the episode. We're looking forward to talking to you guys. Catch you later, tadpoles. Welcome to the inaugural. Inaugural? The word sounds like a vegetable. All right, welcome to the pilot episode of Frog Boys, the podcast. The end-all, be-all podcast of all things geek culture. I am Two Beers with Nathan here with my co-host, Jim Bob Frog. Jim Bob Frog, how are you? Jim Bob Frog, a.k.a. lowest common denominator, a.k.a. Rick and Morty. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) I'm doing good. You know, I'm ready to go and, you know, talk about the rights and wrongs, protecting truth, justice, the American way. Represent Corey Feldman, Corey Haim. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so name of the podcast, Frog Boys, was originally supposed to be Frog Brothers, but I misunderstood the reference that Jim Bob Frog sent me. And because of that, everything was already printed up and ready to go before we started recording episode <laughs> one. And in true Two Beers fashion, we're just going to fucking roll Roll, baby. So today's episode, we're going we're gonna to start off with essentially the most recognizable superhero of all time. We're going to dive into Batman in here in a little bit. But before we do, we want to give you a quick little intro on what this show is going to entail going forward. So Jim Bob Brog is going to jump into that for us. Well, we're going to go in. All in. Basically, two minds. We're going to break down what these concepts are. Concepts? Yep. Words are hard. Yeah, you know, I'm drinking. Um, <laughs> so the idea is just to be, you know, be the one in the corner that's backing what what we all feel, what we all want to say. We're going to say it. We're going to pretty much take what the keyboard warriors of Reddit, Twitter, Facebox, MySpace, the weird creepy guy who's hanging out at your comic book shop looking at your nice butt. We're going to take all their terrible comments and we're going to just say what's true. We're bringing facts here, all and right? They're researched, thought out. Methodical. We even wrote it on half a piece of paper, man. Every word is said with such intention. With that being said, we're just here to talk about a lot of geeky shit, have fun doing it. Um, We do stand by our opinion as facts, even when we do not agree with one another on some stuff. We're going to start each episode with a top uh, top 8, top 12, top 11, who cares? Numbers are arbitrary. We're going to start off with that just to have a little fun, then we'll jump into new topics. So... Today's topic is Batman, and that sounds so fucking vague because he's the most. Would, could he's got to be the most recognizable superhero of all time? Well, and to be honest, he needs our help right now more than ever. Batman does need our help right now, and yeah. there is so many facts around that. So before we jump into that, some of the questions we're going to try to hit on through our conversation is: Who is? The quintessential or definitive Batman. Not just actor-wise, but medium-wise. In the feels, yeah. Yep. What is his defining characteristics? What has gone wrong with the character in this time period? And then how to get it right. And how to get it right. So, little back history on Batman on account of you know no fucking shit. I didn't really know. (laughs) So, Batman was created by Bob Kane and Bill Finger. Um, there's actually a great documentary on Hulu called Batman and Bill. I recommend anybody who's interested in the history of comics watch because until about five years ago, 
Batman was only credited of being created by Bob Kane. Really interesting stuff. I recommend checking it out. Probably a free ad for Hulu there. Send us some money. Mm. Anyway, Bruce Wayne is eight years old and he's rich as fuck. Think Richie Rich. He goes to a movie with his parents. I think you could think, what's a better example? <laughs> Richie Rich. Scrooge McDuck? Scrooge, no. Come no. on. <laughs> Richie Rich was a rich kid. All right. When I think, think like. Macaulay Culkin? I just think of Macaulay Culkin being sad his parents got shot. Just remember you're, you're like 30 now, right? Like, it's true. Okay. Macaulay Culkin's older than me. All right. So he's eight years old, rich as hell, parents are rich, they go to a movie. They end the movie. They go into an alley. They get shot. It's Baron Trump. <laughs> Eight-year-old boy. He gets shot. Uh, horrible he father gets shot. Face. <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Wayne gets shot. He lives with his butler. And later that night, a bat breaks through their mansion window. And he decides he's going to use fear to fight crime. That's the extent of it. If Back in the day when they would tell comic book origins, they would do it in two pages. That's damn near word for word what they said. Mm-hmm. There's been a lot changed to then, but essentially that's the character. He feels guilty his parents got killed, and he's trying to fight crime in Gotham City. Yep. So remember that, kids. The origin of Batman. And if you didn't know it... It's in every fucking Batman yeah, thing ever. ever. <laughs> Except for when it's not, and that's Flashpoint Paradox. Or Scooby-Doo meets Batman. I always forget about Scooby-Doo people, versus Batman. People often forget about Scooby-Doo versus Batman. <laughs> the Scooby-Doo versus Batman, not versus, they don't fight. The Scooby-Doo meets Batman. Could you imagine those? Call, could you? Dude, a great Freddy hound. unmasking Batman. <laughs> the whole time, it was old man Bruce, Bruce Wayne. Wayne. <laughs> so that kind of jumps into kind of our first question we're going to attack is, who is the quintessential definitive Batman? Um, and let's start with your answer, Jim Bob Frog, because I'm curious to see not only what you're going to say, but at least two to four counterpoints on yeah. why this version of Batman is your definitive version of Batman. Well, you know, uh, I have more of a fragmented response where I think that, like, there's, you know, of all of all the, the Batman lore, you know, when, when he shines as... You know, a problem solver, uh, someone who who takes his time to kind of think of the next step and the why as to you know these crimes that are happening. It, it provides realism, and that's kind of what Batman's all about. He's a man, you know. Uh, it's not the kung fu, it's not the gadgets. You know, the gadgets kind of got get overplayed often or have been. I thousand percent agree with that statement. But you know what makes him. A person that's formidable, uh, and that's like where you'll find my definition of Batman. So think like, uh, like Batman Forever when he's battling the Riddler. You know, that's my Batman. Um, or you mean when he's when finding he's... out who Catwoman is and so, the Dark Knight Rises. So you know. when he's using his detective skills, when he's in the Batcave. Okay, and that's like where I find a lot of similarities. And like relatable characteristics is like you're in your hole, yeah. <laughs> you know, and and you could do anything in there. He could be, you know, playing World of Warcraft down there. I got to throw in my quick, and this will probably happen once per episode, my quick two beers with Nathan Toy thought. 
there has only been one well done Batman playset in the history of Batman playsets, and it was the 1994 Batman the Animated Series playset that doubled as Bruce Wayne's mansion. Boom. Continuing your thought, that was Two Beers with Nathan's Toy Corner. <laughs> you know, I kind of put a nice period on my thought, to be honest. Uh, that's like, I, I like. I like the world's greatest detective, you okay. know. The, um, the mystery solver, right. the behind-the-scenes guy. So is there a version of that, whether it be comics, video game, or film, that if you were to pick one or maybe two and make a PB&J sandwich of them, Jim Bob Brog, that you would call your quintessential definitive Batman? Yeah. Um, let's call it the Dark Knight Returns. Minus the rollerblading Robin. And then let's add... Um, fuck it, we'll go Val Kilmer. <laughs> wow. Yep, I said it. We'll go Val Kilmer uh, minus the nipples on the suit. And Chris O'Donnell. Fuck that guy. I, Chris O'Donnell was obviously a better casting choice than one of the Wayans brothers. But it could have been a lot worse, you know. We're not here to talk about Robin, we're here and to talk about Batman. I got mad respect for his laundry game. Anybody who can do laundry like that is a winner in my book. God, those arms. All right. <laughs> so, in there, you essentially also define on what to you his defining characteristics were it was the detective skills, the yeah. uh, a lot of the stuff that you were essentially saying in between your sentences, the desire to get some of that stuff going. Um, before we jump into what you felt kind of started bringing that kind of south i'm going to touch base on my quintessential batman and his defining that's what i really like i wrote this whole script to hear your answer right now to be so, honest <laughs> i am a strong believer in i grew up on the batman animated series i love it what bruce tim has done at four years old 1992 when this came out at three, four years old, whatever I was, seeing him feel guilty about his parents and trying to avenge all of Gotham to make up for something that at eight years old he knew was wrong but was too weak and scared to do anything about, that guilt is something that, especially being Irish, I really understand keeping that going as a motivating factor. Now, as the character grew, he would try to fill that hole with... Wards bringing in an eight-year-old Robin when he was an adult, eventually a Batgirl, eventually another Robin, eventually another Robin, eventually another Robin, to the point that that became almost really almost oh, like a little Wayne. Yeah. <laughs> it became a little questionable on his motives, but also like a little Wayne song. Like, hey, this thing's new and cool, but when you look back at it, you're like, why the fuck are we listening to this? Take that, mm -hmm. little Wayne. Um, it's not aged well. No. No, no, it is not. Um, so his, to me... He has an adorable giggle, though. My quintessential def definitive Batman has been essentially, I said essential three times in that sentence, everything that Kevin Conroy has voiced. That goes from the Batman animated series continuing all the way to the Justice League show, which lasted from like 1992 to 2007, I think, when it finally ended. Sure. Leading into the Arkham games that they did with video games because those were almost an extension on account of Mark Hamill returning as the Joker... Um, they definitely went a much darker route than they ever could with a cartoon. Mm -hmm. But even at that point, this was what led to Batman Beyond. And Kevin Conroy voiced Bruce Wayne as an old version of himself in a utopian world. Sure. So to me, that's my quintessential definitive Batman is pretty much everything Kevin Conroy 
has voiced and his defining characteristics has always been he doesn't kill and he always has a plan right and when I think of those two things um, I mean how many times have we heard over the years you know amongst brothers friends common conversations who wins in the fight so and so or Batman what's what's always the answer when Batman's thrown in there it's Batman and why uh, because he's going to figure that shit out. Yeah. yeah. Or, shout out to one of our oldest friends, Trike, who responds to that question with, because he's Batman. <laughs> it, was a, it was a pretty good Trike representation. Um, the troll of Lake Geneva. <laughs> yeah. That's where half my paycheck goes. <laughs> All right. The only man I know at the dungeon. So, we've spoken very highly of the character. We've dived a lot into who he is, what he defines him for us. Let's take a minute before we kind of dive into the third and fourth questions. What are some things other people might be like defining him as that maybe as people who grew up in kind of geeky culture don't quite see or might be on the other end of things um, on account of just what other people... I, I, I guess what I'm trying to essentially get to is what would other people think of when they think of Batman? <laughs> well, unfortunately, the you know the term George Clooney might enter the conversation. Yeah, Adam West. Adam West is uh, yeah. That was one I was kind of getting to the the campiness. Mm -hmm. There was a while where the character was just not remotely taken serious. Robin's bulge in the seventies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You had to wear two pairs of undies, which I relate to. I need to do the same. So, so Batman cartoon-wise, well not cartoon-wise, I'm sorry, live-action-wise, I feel like we could just erase Adam West as Batman. I know people, especially those fans of, you know, Quahog, Rhode Island, mm -hmm. don't want to hear that. But it really wasn't good, and it was more of an afterthought of what the character has really become since he premiered in like I think 1939 mm -hmm. oh yeah I'm not entirely sure on the date but I think where Batman is today is a really far cry from what he was in the 70s and 80s you know uh, there's certain uh, there's a certain criteria of believability <laughs> and uh, Adam West really doesn't fit that role. Maybe with his cadence, I'll say his voice and the way he speaks has a certain tone where I could get behind that. But uh, you know, I uh, believe that he could have seduced. Not be scrawny. I yeah, I believe he could have seduced any woman like that Bruce Wayne type thing. But I mm -hmm. never once believed Adam West has been punched in the face, let alone thrown a punch. Right. So that's something else that's, you know, some people might look back at Batman and be like, oh, here's this campy superhero I see at Six Flags or Adam West. Well, and here's a question. Why, you know, everyone knows Christopher Nolan, Christian Bale. Yeah. They're, the, they're the latest and yeah, greatest. The Dark Knight trilogy. That's Batman right. Begins, The Dark Knight, and The Dark Phenomenal Knight Phenomenal job. But... When people talk about who is Batman, Christian Bale really isn't ever mentioned. You're right. Let's let's dive into that a little bit. On is it because of his Batman voice? 
I, I don't understand. It might be. I don't understand the hate behind his Batman voice. He has to hide his voice. It's comical. He has to hide his voice. But he like. I guess he believed in something that was unbelievable, which made him look crazy. You know, if I who did this, think of the you're first gonna scene. laugh your ass. Think of the <laughs> first scene where he drops down and you see him full costume next to Dawson's Creek chick, and sure. it's just it looks like a bat. Tom Cruise's ex girlfriend, yeah, yeah. She was also in Thank You for Smoking, and mm-hmm. I saw her butt. Um, think about that. Um, He's just trying to scare him. And I, I look at those movies as they were so much more based in reality than what we saw, the Tim Burton, Joel Schumergacher, whatever his name was, films, that I understand that. But Schmucker. Schmucker? Oh, like he's a schmucker something. But everyone, you're right, everyone always goes back to the Michael Keaton, Val Kilmer, George Clooney. Very rarely do they talk about George Clooney in a positive light. Right. And you go to Michael Keaton, but it takes more than... You know, gritting your teeth and flaring your nose to sell me on Batman. I love Michael Keaton. Mr. Mom, Birdman. Love the, him. The other guys. He's got the funniest lines. I love the guy. I all... I look back. The movie came out in 1989. Uh, you were two. I was one. So what that really might have done for pop culture might have been a little above us at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, we grew up when they would come out with Batman Forever, Batman and Robin. Those characters, even then to me, though, never really felt like Batman. At least Christian Bale's version. Especially at the time when that came out, uh, we would have been 16, 17, I believe. Something like that, yeah. Enough that, like, you didn't know Christian Bale. He hadn't done anything else. Mm-hmm. That you could only buy him as that character. Sure. And it worked. When, what it, what also works is me forgetting that he was Batman. That does work you know, too. Because of his other stuff I've seen since then, I'm like, to completely, like it's the furthest thing from my mind. That's like yeah. I mean, it, just if he's Ledger were alive, that might be a different story with him. That you know, it's a great example. Might be a defining role. Um, but you know, when can you not talk about the Joker when you're? referring to Batman. Yeah, I'm surprised, honestly, we've gone 18 minutes in this conversation without talking a whole lot about his rogues gallery. Um, we did mention in our pre-production meeting trying to avoid that, but I do think you can't not at some point bring up the Joker if you're talking yeah. about Batman. And we could do an entire episode on just that character, and we probably will at some point. Um, It'll have to happen. So we'll let's dive into, and this is going to kind of lead into where people say it went south, and we'll get into why we say it went south, is Batfleck. I say we, it sounds weird. I think it's that. like Alfred. a tragedy. I thousand I was a believer, agree. you know. Still, I still am. I, it's never too late. No, but there, I, from it, what I've understand, it's officially done. He's no yeah. longer going to be playing the role. You know, but why? If you offered him fifty million dollars, I'm sure he'd be happy to reprise it. I'm sure he it. would. So we got to see him as Batman in Batman v Superman and Justice League. Sure, that was it. And for what it's worth, um, I feel like they should have came in, came in with the Batman. There was enough shot in Batman vs Superman for him to have his own movie. I thought what he had was amazing. I thought that sharing a film with Henry Cavill as Superman 
in the mindset of Zack Snyder was a huge mistake. Um, and it's something that really bothers me. <laughs> I agree. I I liked the casting of Ben Affleck. I liked how he looked at it. Everything you just said, I 100% agree with. Um, I don't think that there was stuff that he did outside of some people being mad he killed people. I don't think there's anything that Affleck's Batman did in any of those movies that you would look at and be like, that's why that movie was not a critical success. That's why I can't rewatch that movie. And that's a damn shame. Mm-hmm. Without getting into another conversation, I think of Leif Schreiber as Sabretooth, where you have perfect casting, but everything around it just doesn't go the way it should. Right. And I hate to say it because I loved Watchmen. Zack Snyder just dropped the ball. And I liked Man of Steel. But I think he put too much on his plate and it ended up sucking. So where did the character go south? I have three main points I want to touch on, Jim Bob Frog, and I want your opinion on them. Well, right? I'll tell you what I uh, believe to be true when Let's it comes go. to the Batman character. Going south. And we're, we're making this podcast with the assumption that the Batman character is at a low, you know? Yep. Uh, I'm going to say that every, every Batman outlet has kind of been dropping the ball. And now we're kind of cornered into a cinematic Batman, okay? I mean, video games have been doing really well. Uh, I'll backtrack there for a little bit. The video Batman video games are phenomenal. Um, but the comics that have been coming out lately, I haven't been a huge fan of. Agreed. Um, the animated stuff, I also uh, think it got way too... Asian, if I can say that. As, as a sentence that... Oh, fuck. I don't that's think I, my best nomenclature that's coming in You must feel so dirty saying that sentence. Yeah. Asian. Was, well, the last animated Batman movie I watched, he, he banged Batgirl, or Batgirl banged him. Oh, Batman the Killing Joke? Yeah. Terrible. I wanted to like it so bad... And it just missed the mark. It had virtually no redeeming qualities. And you, you're missing a lot of heart. And when Batman is a part of an ensemble, um, you know, you kind of you kind of miss out on a lot of what makes him great. You know, he isn't like he he's he's a def, he's a really definitive character in an ensemble. But what I really need right now is. His story, his life, where he's at, you know, uh, and that's kind of been diluted to a degree. So I'm, I was excited for the Batman, you know, and now I, I just I, I don't care. Yeah, for those who aren't following, when Steven mentions the Batman, there was a lot of talks of a solo Batman film being made. Uh, ben Affleck, at one point, writing, directing, acting, and then it turned over to he was just going to act. There was a lot of moving parts. I can't blame Ben for wanting to leave. It's a character he loved, and he was nothing but criticized when... You could argue he was the best-looking Batman that they ever did when they put him in a costume. It was refreshing. Yeah, it was different. It didn't seem clunky. It was like... It was cool, but at the same time, something being cool is like Zack Snyder's downfall. It's true. I enjoyed the approach of him being older. When yeah. I got to the films. And you mentioned that, you know, how video games is doing well and um, animation is dropping the ball in real life as real, real life Batman, real life films. 
so much of geek stuff is going to come back to real life films. You know, the comics imitate that. You know, they try to copy that. They change sure. how Bane looked sure. because of Dark Knight Rises and stuff. Some of the things that really put Batman south for me, and number one, Hot Topic. They got so caught up mm-hmm. on his rogues gallery yeah. and the merchandising. And this is a character that was already beyond merchandised. Him and Superman, you can't find a thing out there. You can find a Batman butt plug, people. Mm-hmm. I've not seen it, but I promise you that your booty hole can feel pleasure with some justice. You know why it's a butt plug is because it fits perfectly. <laughs> so, the other thing is, especially comic-wise... Um, where it's a little bit more of my expertise, they have overcomplicated this character that he went from feeling guilty about his parents to feeling guilty that a Robin died, that feeling guilty that he screwed this chick, that he screwed this chick, that he told Alfred his porridge sucked. They overcomplicated such a simple character at times that it was just beyond... They killed him, then they brought him back to life. And they killed him in like the stupidest way, fighting Darkseid in some shitty Grant Morrison story. And then they brought him back to life traveling through time. He was a caveman. He mm-hmm. was a biker. He was a pirate. No, I'm not naming off 1990s toys. I actually am. Nope, they also did this in 2010 as a comic book story. Sure. So, essentially it comes down to oversaturation and... I don't know why I said and. That's really what it comes down to. It came down to oversaturation of the character and overcomplicating it. There's something so basic about a revenge story. How do you fuck that up? Right. Especially with, you know, like fucking crotch rockets and shit. <laughs> that rocket. Wild. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> oh, and, and, and that, you know, I'll come out and say it. Like, I pretty much, I was like, I fell asleep in the la- the end of the last two movies Batman was in. And that should not have happened. Somebody paid millions and millions of dollars for me to just crash in the middle of the climax. And that just shows that storytelling so fucked up because mm-hmm. you look at Wonder Woman, you look at Aquaman staying in the DC Universe. Once they got away from Joss Whedon and Zack Snyder, how successful and how well-received they were. I mean, and it was not following a new formula mm-hmm. at all. No. There was there was nothing really original in any of that. I mean, don't get me wrong. Both leads, Gail Goddard and Jason Momoa. Can you imagine if they had a baby? Watch out. Shit. Pretty much president of Australia. <laughs> All right. I'd fuck it. So listen. The Frog Boys, we know our mission. We know what needs to happen. We hope you heard that big cling of these beer caps falling. Right. How do we bring Batman back? We're not stupid. We know he's not really gone. But how right. do we improve Batman for our children's children's dogs? Our the whole nine, like all around. Let's start with you, Jim Bob Frog. Jim Bob Frog stay, states that we need a clean slate. We need to wipe it clean, or the exact opposite, and you uh, take off where it was last good. In that, hear me out. New Batman movie, or new Batman... Visual meme. He said, hear me out, because I made that... Will you talk about Willis face? (laughs) Hear me out. (laughs) But... How about Joseph Gordon-Levitt comes in as Nightwing? Okay? For the new, like, Batman add-on to his ensemble. 
And we're all waiting for Christian Bale to come back. I, I'm trying to talk into a mic, but the mic's attached to my sweater. <laughs> I hate that idea. Okay. I hate that idea. I really do. I'm really mad that that's what <clears throat> you're Double downing. Double down. I, I would. I would <clears throat> how, how would I fix it? So for film, I'd pay the Affleck a ton of fucking money. We just saw them de-age Samuel Jackson and Captain Marvel. I would de-age Affleck a little bit, and I would do a throwback story, and I would take the good parts of Jared Leto's Joker, if there was any, and I would tell a very basic Batman Joker story. And I would just, I would not try to tie it into anything. I think back to Iron Man 1 where they didn't try to tie it into anything because they were just telling a story. And I would just leave it at that. And it, that I would just, one film, just one good solo Batman Ben Affleck film. The other thing I would do is I would get a flamethrower and I would go to the mall and I would burn up all the Harry Potter stuff just to sure. make people think it wasn't me attacking Batman because I don't want that type of smoke. <laughs> then I would burn up all the other shit. Listen, I love ladies, but if I see you wearing a Batman thong at the strip club, I don't know how to feel. I want justice in right. the lap dance, not at the same time. Nothing is worse than looking like you're brooding when you're getting a lap dance. I don't get that, man. <laughs> That's another thing. There's lingerie Bat- Batman out there, and it's not even like they're dressed like Batgirl. Like, it's like Batman as a female. Mm-hmm. Like, listen, we're a pro whatever you want to be podcast. Frog Boys, we don't discriminate. Welcome down to any lily pad. There's just too much Batman out there. Right. There's just well, too let's much. Let's reel it in. Triple cost of merchandising rights. Ooh. Okay. And then bring it back to someplace that's manageable, controllable. Okay. Get it out of the hands of people that want to just look cool and take, take some substance there. You you have a lot of building blocks. Good. How many, how many douchebags do you think out there have Batman tattoos? I don't. Come on, man. <laughs> I have a Batman tattoo. Kill my buzz right I have now. a Batman tattoo. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I do think. I love my Batman tattoo. Uh, I do think, you know, a clean slate would be something that would be benefited. I'm, I'm all for the clean slate idea. We yeah. can agree on this. Um, solid reboot. Yeah. They do reboots everywhere. We're on, they, they do. And especially a character this old, we've seen so many different ways. Sure. So, so then, let's get into a classic debate. Who's the next Batman? Who's the next Batman? <laughs> I'm going to sit here. I'm, oh, this is weird to say. Jake Gyllenhaal was one of the better ones that I've heard suggested. Okay. Um, but then I saw him as Mysterio, and I have such a one-track mind, I don't want to see people playing multiple roles. Plus, okay. I really like Jake Gyllenhaal. I don't want him to disappoint me. I really like Jake Gyllenhaal <laughs> so much. Brothers with Tobey Maguire? Let's go. Um, That's who I think you, Batman should be, is Tobey Maguire. Yeah, what? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Should be, it joking. Should be, I'm joking. Should be, it's Willem Dafoe. Everyone knows. <laughs> it, it's, obvi- it's obviously Eric Foreman. Yeah. All right. Topher. You go first. His name's Topher. <laughs> I don't know. Like... Name two legitimate options to play Batman. Well, it's more like my thought process is where are we at? From what I understand, it's still Warner Brothers, right? It's always going to be. Warner Brothers is owned DC forever. It's always going to be that. So then with with that being said, you know, they're probably going to want to do a younger cast for Batman. (laughs) 
Yeah, let's maybe assume, make them thirty. Let's something. assume we get to skip the origin. Let's let's clarify this. Or let's assume revamp we get to skip it the for origin. the nineties. Maybe he got shot outside of Space Jam. You know, his parents got his parents yeah. are going to Space Jam. And hopefully, he died. We, hopefully we can get a LeBron James <laughs> cameo in here for Space Jam too. Let's just so, break you know, in all the yeah. money. Well, speaking of LeBron, yeah, why is shit. why is Bryce Harper not playing Batman? Let's just anyone who's making money be involved in this movie. <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm not going to say I want it, but. You know, they're probably they, there's a chance they could put McConaughey in. That you know. <laughs> okay, listen, I'm gonna count to three, and you're gonna give me one legitimate option. Three, two, one, go. I have no idea. God damn uh, it. <laughs> okay, so people say Army Hammer. I don't even know how that guy's fucking famous. He was a Lone Ranger. Oh, he's gonna ruin it all. And he was twins yeah. in the Social Network. I, hmm. It's this weird. is something I, I haven't I haven't thought a lot about because I know that I'm I don't have a huge clear clear view on it like I didn't think Heath Ledger would be a great Joker oh no one did we'll talk about that some you know no um, one did and if anyone for first I'm sorry to interrupt if anyone tells mm -hmm. you they believed he would be good at first they are a fucking liar Mm -hmm. okay never believe him I don't know I mean casting Batman's so tough let's just Gyllenhaal is solid that's a solid bet. Yeah. You know, Affleck was solid. He's a comic book nerd. Yeah. Like, that was part of the tragedy. It's I, like He it's wasn't bad as Daredevil. No. That wasn't the issue. <laughs> yeah. Right. It was his fucking wife. Okay. Let's narrow it down. Black Batman. Who is it? Black Batman? And why is it Idris Elba? Why is it? It is not Idris Elba. <laughs> it is Spawn. It was the guy that played Spawn. Oh, no. He is never <laughs> aged. He has not aged well. Yeah, he has. Hasn't He's he? in B-movies like crazy now. Yeah, so no one's used to seeing him. B and C movies. I suppose. Plus, Idris Elba's playing Deadshot. He's replacing mm. what's-his-name, the fucking Fresh Prince who can't make a good movie to save his life. Well, he's busy making bad Disney movies now. Yeah, and bad kids going around tweeting shit like trees. Whoa. Yeah. Alright, back to Batman. Back to black Batman. Batman. I'm not opposed to a black Batman. I feel like we couldn't do that without Tyler Perry's consent, though. I feel right. like he's got to have the uh, in on that. Oh, here's a Batman. Matthew Fox. Who's that? He was in Lost and Party of the Five. Okay. He's recognizable enough that you know he can act. I've seen him bulk up, but he also isn't so good looking or so famous he's going to take away from the character. Boom, Matthew Fox. I'm writing Matt that down on my notepad. Fox. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> this is something that, you know, it takes a great deal of thought. And first of all, to like narrow it down, it's like what characteristics do you see in Batman? You know? I we talked about that. When it comes to casting, it's just so far. It depends on what the story is going to be, too. Are you going to tell the origin again because then you need a younger guy? Are you going to do what was cool on the Affleck thing and take that he's been doing it for a while side? Mm -hmm. At this point, I just want a good fucking story. You can give me a Batgirl movie. and They're doing a Batwoman show mm -hmm. with the chick with the tattoos from uh, Orange is the New Black and a Triple X movie. I've seen her nipples. They're not that great, but she's Australian, so whatever. Like Queen Latifah? I don't think her name was... No, yeah, he's, you happy for a second. I thought it was Queen Latifah. No, Ruby Rose or some shit. Yeah. It's like the super stereotypical lesbian porn name. Mm -hmm. All right. 
Jim, my Brock, mm. let's wrap this up. Any final thoughts on Batman as a whole before we end this pilot slash inaugural hardware to say episode? All right, Batman as a whole. I think if we can uh, get a good comic book run going, we might have a good start. Okay, so let's Joss Whedon this X-Men, you know what I mean? Uh, where if you can have a solid, like, 24-issue run. I'll even cut that in half. Give oh. me 12. Okay, let's go. 12 that I can fucking sol- like solidly like get behind. Then you'll pique my interest enough to want to see another movie. Even though the movies are going to f- come full steam. Well, we're I'm probably going to fuck anyway. this next one up. Oh. They're going to amazing Spider-Man this shit. And it's going to be awful. They're going to cast Robert Pattinson as Batman. And I'm going to hate hoping, my life. I for... heard that rumor. I kept hoping it wouldn't come up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'll end on this thought on Batman. Um, I really do love the character. It's been such a huge part of my own life. Even my favorite character, Green Arrow, was essentially a ripoff of the character uh, in 1941, two years after he came out. He's given, he himself, like Bruce Wayne's actually out there doing this work. So many video game memories from Injustice, the Arkham series, Batman the Rise of Sing Tuzu, or whatever that Jim Lee character's name was. Movies that are bad but not that bad that you watch them with your boys. I love the character. I love that I get to have conversations with mm-hmm. close friends like this and be able to talk about it, and it's always going to be up for debate. So I think we're at the point we can end this first episode. Do you agree? Any final thoughts? No, I'm All right. cool. I would like to point this out. Dick Grayson will always be the best Robin, and he became Nightwing, and he was pretty cool. So I am Two Beers with Nathan here with Jim Bob Frog. Thank you for listening to the pilot episode of frog boys podcast i'll be coming back out with a solo podcast here soon also dudes drinking and talking if you have not looked that up please do we appreciate your time good night good night let's clean up nope i got this all right